Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Kia ora everyone, I'm Sophia Waidua Harrison. And I'm Raven Tahiri. We came to this earth to receive a mortal body and experience mortality. Why then is it so hard for us to love our bodies? Twins Lexi and Lindsay Kite did their PhD on body image. They say, Our culture tends to objectify both women's and men's bodies. It teaches us to see people as bodies, or objects first, and people second, which leads us to judge and value people by how they look. This leads to negative body image because we are taught that our bodies are the most important things about us and that we need to fix our flaws in order to be happy. Raven, are you please able to share with us your journey of how you've learned to love your body? Yeah, for sure. So my body experience has not always been the most positive. Mm. I am half Māori and half Tongan, so I was never going to be a tiny girl. Mm. But I thought and I expected myself to be and so when I was about 15 I was trying so hard for a long time to be really skinny and it wasn't until I realized that I can either be skinny or I can be healthy and my body physically can't be both or not the way that I imagined it to be and so it took a while it took a bit of learning and it took time for me to be okay with that and Mm. to settle with the idea of being healthy and what that looks like for my body. I was in hospital for a while, for Mm. a few months, and I came out of hospital and I had lost a lot of weight. And my family and friends, who meant well, they all said to me, oh my goodness, you look so good. You look so great. Mm -hmm. And they had no idea that I had felt like I was dying for months for them to get to a place where I'm like, you look so good. Mm. And I vowed to myself after that that, I would never do that to someone else. Never again was I going to say to someone, you look great when I noticed that they'd lost weight because they might not be doing well. Mm -hmm. They might be really sick. And for me to say, you look great, encourages them to keep being in a place where they're not well. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to enforce that. And I'm Mm -hmm. not going to encourage that. So that was a big turning point in my body image progress. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that good is not skinny and skinny is not always good well just first touching your experience it's so hard when family and friends also buy into diet culture and buy into objectifying bodies because it's all around us like literally the whole gym like gymming's not bad i gym gymming is great but the whole culture around you need to go handy at the gym or you need to look a certain you, way yeah if you're not looking that way you need to work harder you need to eat nothing so that you can lose lots of weight you I know it's a work hard play hard kind of culture yeah what, what is that about and when people praise that it's hard to move out of that mindset so i'm proud of you thank you that's very aware but touching on my experience my struggles with my body image started around the same age as you in the beginning of high school and i think of the commandment thou shalt have no other gods before me and I think that I was placing my appearance my body image as my god and I was trying to find approval and validation I was trying to find my worth in how I looked and 
how my body looked instead of turning to God to find my true worth as his daughter. So even though that experience was really hard for me, I'm thankful that I went through it because it really taught me to ground myself in my identity as a daughter of God. And now I know for sure that that's where my worth lies and that I don't need to prove anything to anyone because I'm his and he loves me. So I think that's what it came down to really. And your identity doesn't change with your body size or with your clothing size. Mm. It's not going to change who you are to him. Just knowing what's important to you, what you want to achieve is like a really good starting place. Also for me, one thing that helped was this quote by President Nelson. It was April 2019 in the priesthood session of General Conference. He says, your body is a magnificent creation, essential to our gradual ascent toward our ultimate divine potential. We cannot progress without it. In giving us the gift of a body, God has allowed us to take a vital step toward becoming more like him. Because Satan is miserable without a body, he wants us to be miserable because of ours. Your body is your personal temple, created to house the eternal spirit. So I actually read that quote to myself every day for a year, and it really helped to shift my perspective of my body and to seeing it more as a gift from God and less of an object, to be honest. In October 2018, Elder Jack Gerard said that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a mortal experience. And when you can shift that perspective and realize that our spirits are what guides us, not our bodies, that becomes super important. That was a changing point for me where I realized that this body is just a vessel. It is just Mm -hmm. a vehicle to help get me through all of these experiences. And it has done a great job, done an amazing job Mm. getting me to where I needed to be and helping me to enjoy all of these experiences. And I think taking care of my body is how I show gratitude to my body Mm. for taking care of me. Yeah, I think that is so true. The more we take care of our bodies and the better we look after it, the easier it has been for me to feel at peace in my body. Just to feel at home. Yeah, to feel at home. I think... Also, another aspect of my image on my journey to accepting my body more was the messages I received growing up around modesty and the importance of modesty from our church culture. So the way that I heard it, and I'm just going to be very clear, this is not doctrine. This is just how I received the message. I heard that for modesty, it was the girl's responsibility to dress a particular way so that guys wouldn't have any sexual thoughts. It was put on a longer pair of pants because the young men are coming over. No, it's not my job to dress away for the young men to be not tempted or anything like that. That's not my responsibility. Teach your young men that it's stinking hot in my house and I want to wear shorts and that's okay. Exactly. For me, it was the burden of the responsibility and trying to control someone else's thoughts, which I had no control over. Like you can't control if someone thinks a certain way about you. So that created a lot of anxiety around my body, feeling like I had to dress a certain way for someone else as opposed to dressing in a way that respected me. 
the emphasis was placed on you need to dress so you can control these boys as opposed to dress for for your identity as a daughter of God. And also there was the extra struggle of, but you still need to look pretty. So like be pretty, but not too pretty that you turn on all these guys. Like find that balance somewhere. And that created a lot of anxiety as me for a young woman. So I've learned to see modesty as self-respect. Yeah. And as a young woman, when you're growing up, you're trying to find there's so much going on in your body. Before you put in any of these mental struggles, your body is already going through so much just on its own. And then you're trying to find your personality because mm. everything's changing around you. You're trying to find your own sense of style, mm. what you want to look like, what your aesthetic's going to look like. It's hard. Mm. And then when you have to find your aesthetics, but within this bound that has been set by a culture that putting a lot of um, your worth on what you look like and how you dress and how you act, it's a hard line to try and follow. Mm. And it's really difficult for young women. So how do you think we turn the discussion of modesty away from objectifying women? Because that's what it does when it places the responsibility on women to dress in a certain way for men. How do we change that to a discussion that's more empowering and aligns with our identity as children of God? I think one big thing we can do is change from modesty being the ends. Mm. Modesty is not the ends. Modesty Mm. is a means to an end. And the ends is loving yourself Mm. and respecting who Mm. you are as a creation of God. If modesty, you dress a certain way, so that you feel respected, you feel like you are respecting the gift that God has given you, and you're taking care of yourself. If you dress a certain way and it doesn't make you feel like you are respected and respectable, then don't dress that way. People need to have responsibility. You need to have a personal responsibility to look inward. And teaching your children to look inward is a good thing. Teaching them to look at themselves and how they feel is super important. Mm. I like how you said that modesty is not the end, it's a means to the end. And how the end is loving God and loving the gift of our bodies and loving others. That's really what it all comes down to in the gospel of Jesus Christ is loving God, loving others and loving ourselves. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. So we just want to share with you guys some practical tips and strategies for daily self-love when it comes to your bodies. Because we know that progress isn't linear. It's okay to like have some days where you feel like your efforts aren't really being rewarded or that you're taking a step back. You know, that's fine. You don't have to be the top tier version of yourself every day if you were the top tier version of yourself every day you were no longer the top tier that becomes your midline that's your median wow you know it's okay to do a cha-cha guys two steps forward one step back as long as you're consistently trying to love yourself and love god so the first one we have is follow accounts that make you feel good about yourself and also unfollow accounts that make you feel bad about yourself i love that unfollowing accounts that make you feel bad about yourself Mm. remembering that that can include your family members and your friends yes it can people don't have to intend to hurt you they can intend to be the most loving and caring people but if it makes you feel bad about yourself you have to be honest with who you are and how you feel and if it makes you feel bad 
unfollow them. It's all right. If they love you and if they truly matter, they're going to understand. Exactly. I love how you said if they love you and they truly understand. So protect your peace. If there's images that people are posting that make you question yourself, if the state of mind that you're in means you're more likely to compare yourself to others, just take that extra step of self-care and click unfollow. Right now, I'm taking a break off Instagram because that's too much for me at the moment. So just go with how you're feeling. Those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. So you got to cut them off, let them go. The next thing that people can do is show gratitude. Mm. It goes into one of our other tips that we have here. But if you learn to take care of your body and love it as a vessel for your spirit, you have to show that body that you're grateful for it. Have you ever done jobs for someone and taking care of someone and they don't even say thank you? They don't even do a little bit of a token to show their gratitude. It's fine. Like we don't expect gratitude, but I know personally that I work a lot better when I know that I'm being appreciated and that someone is taking the time to appreciate what I'm doing. I'm more likely to do the dishes and to vacuum and to do the washing if my husband comes home at night and says, wow, babe, the house looks really tidy. Thank you. (laughs) And it's so, it feels so superficial. It does. I know how my mind works and Mm. it does make me want to do more and to be better because gratitude is key. Gratitude is key. And this actually flows really nicely into our third tip, which is learning to treat your body as the home of your spirit. It just goes back to what President Nelson said. Our bodies are essential to our gradual ascent toward our ultimate divine potential. So we cannot progress without the gift of our bodies. And God has a body. And this is an important part of us becoming gods is having our own body. So how do you like to treat your body as a home? Some things that I do, it's different. Some Mm. days I feel like one way I can show my body gratitude is by going for a run. And that's great. But the next day, showing my body gratitude might be eating a piece of cake. And those sound contradictory. They sound like contradictory things, but my body knows what it wants. And Mm. it knows when too much is too much. And I've had to learn to trust my body. Mm. She knows me a lot better than I do. How about you? What do you do to show gratitude to your body? I think it goes back to the feeling of being home. So a big reason... A big part of my struggles with my body image during my teenage years was I didn't feel at home in my body. So I wouldn't want to go socialize with people because I wasn't comfortable with who I am. But the more that I worked on being at home and treating my body and respecting it like a home, the more comfortable I've been. And ways I've done that is, you know, just like the basics, getting adequate amount of sleep, eating nutritious food, exercising in ways that energize my body. And also I think an important one that's underrated is noticing each of my senses because it's so easy to get caught up in your head, right? Yeah. And like not actually live life in your body. So that's something I've been doing recently is when I have a still moment, just be like, what are the sounds that I notice? What can I hear? What can I smell? What can I feel? What can I taste? What can I see? And just really experiencing life in my body and living life to the fullest i feel like a lot of our experiences the entirety of our experiences get missed because Mm. we live in a generation where 
we would rather capture the moment than be in it. And looking at it is great. Mm. Looking at a sunset is fantastic. Like in Raglan, where you can go, you get the most stunning view of Mm. the sunset. But the view's not everything that's there. Like feeling the wind, Mm. the wind that comes through, feel it on your skin, smell the air. Mm. You're right there next to the ocean. Smell that salty air. The brush of the grass. (laughs) Yeah, the grass against your skin. And like feel the sun on your skin. Mm. All of those things get missed in a photo. Mm. If you're constantly trying to take I'm not saying that taking the photo is bad but make sure you're also taking note of those other senses as well yeah because I think it helps me to appreciate my body more because I'm experiencing joy yeah and that's another big reason we came to this life is so that we could have joy and two things that I do that I'd encourage you guys to do to help you increase appreciation for your body one of them is like if I'm eating a really nice dessert or like a really nice meal just like fully noticing every taste like you know ratatouille when the <laughs> strawberry and the cheese like all the smells and tastes float across the screen be like him be like remy and just enjoy all of it and another one is listening to a song just to listen to a song like not as background noise but fully appreciating the whole song yeah like wow this is great music so those two things have helped me to appreciate my body more because i wouldn't be able to experience them if i didn't have my body one thing that i like about noticing your body and your senses and recognizing it is to stand in the mirror and look at it yes look at your body you don't have to love it to look at it Not everyone is going to be comfortable standing in front of a mirror naked and seeing the entirety of themselves the first time. That's okay. You don't have to be happy with it all the time. But look at it. Look at it from different angles. The most flattering angle is not who you are. You have unflattering angles. Everyone does. Everybody has unflattering angles. (laughs) But look at it. If you, you look at your body and you can learn to love its entirety when you see it all. That is one of your senses that I think we don't give it enough credit. I definitely agree with that. And looking at your body in the mirror is a great way to do that. And I also like how you brought up that you might not love your body straight away. So don't expect yourself to go from hating your body one day and the next day absolutely loving your body. You know, even me and Raven, we have days where we don't yeah, love ourselves completely. But I think it's the acceptance and basic respect yeah progress comes in waves and like body acceptance comes in waves you have to be ready to accept that you have to be ready to accept that I'm not going to love my body 100% every day because bodies change (laughs) and as we get older our bodies are gonna keep changing Mm. if we can be okay with that and be on the right side of that idea then it's going to be a lot easier for us to get along and to go through this life. And also just another thought I had was body image issues aren't just for women, you know. If you have a body, it's okay to have body image issues. Yeah, if you have a body, you are valid to have body image issues. If you have a mind, you are valid to have these body image issues and that's okay. Like we hear a lot more about women mm-hmm. having these issues, but it doesn't mean it's just women. Mm-hmm. So our sisters also need to be cautious. You know, we ask for men to be cautious of what they say to our women and how they comment on our bodies. But, you know, sisters, we need to do the same thing. We need to give the same respect here and 
make sure that we are taking care of our tane and loving them too. Our brothers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because originally we wanted to have a balance of like male and female perspectives, but I couldn't actually find any of my guy friends who were keen to do this, which I think speaks volumes to the taboo against men talking about their relationships with their bodies. Or men talking about vulnerabilities. So we'll just leave that there for you. Another tip that we can have for people who are learning to accept their bodies is ask for help. Like you mentioned your friends, ask them for help. You know, everyone can't give the same amount of help in the same way. You have different relationships with different people for a reason. Utilize each of those relationships in a way that is most beneficial for you. Like there might be one friend who you only talk to like once every two months and it's just like a little catch up. But that friend might be the person that you know needs to help you. So when you do catch up every second month, make sure that they're asking you how you're doing on your progress if that's what you need. Mm. I think also don't be afraid to seek professional help if you feel like that's something you need. You know, talking to a therapist, going to your doctor, seeing a nutritionist or naturopath, herbalist. Yeah, most tertiary education systems, they have free access to professional help, to therapists. They have access to people who can help you, and so does the church. So your church leaders can help you get access to that help if Mm. you need it. Mm. Also, if you're asking for help, you don't have to be like in the middle of a mental breakdown to go and ask for the help. You can just be a little bit off and ask for help too. Mm. Sweet. The last tip that we have is praying to see yourself as God sees you. And others. And I like the way praying to see others, the way God Mm. sees them. Because who has the most pure sight of all of his children but God? And I think one of the big issues that I had with my mentality towards my body image was that I would compare myself. I was constantly comparing myself to the way other people looked. That wasn't kind to me. And it wasn't kind or fair to them Mm. for me to put them on a pedestal and expect more of them. It just wasn't fair. And I love that quote, comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it is so important. If we ask God to help us see, to have eyes to see his children the way he sees them, we can see people for who they truly are. And then the people we've put up on a pedestal they become a little bit more human. And that was the biggest lesson I learned throughout my really struggling years with my relationship with my body was that I am a child of God and that's where my worth came from. And I found that the more that I started to believe that truth for myself, the more I believed that truth of others. So the less that I compare myself, the more I was able to love others. So I think that is important to remember the commandment that love thy neighbor as thyself. And how important it is to actually love yourself so that you can love others. And that includes loving your bodies. Yeah, that is super important. Well, was there anything else that you want to say, Raven, before we wrap up? I think that this gospel is a gospel of love. Amen. And if we are learning to love each other and everyone else, We need to start with ourselves. I couldn't agree more. I think that everything comes back to God's love for us and our Savior's love for us. 
and our love for ourselves, our love for our fellow brothers and sisters. So thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed and we'll close it off here. Have a good rest of your week, guys. Kia paitora. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the Institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.